Hi, everybody. I am here to do a, an impromptu live stream. I haven't done one of these in a while because what I noticed when I was coming on live is that most of you are busy at work. And so you watch the replay anyway. And so a lot of the times what I end up showing you on Mondays is more of a live broadcast or sometimes I repurpose things that go on in the leading in healthcare Facebook community. But today I wanted to come on because I wanted to speak with you about a very special topic. I'm getting a lot of emails. I'm getting a lot of messages around some of you either you've already quit your job. You've already walked away from a career that you worked so hard for because the pressure just became that intense. But for some of you, you are on the verge of feeling or well, not on the verge, you are on the verge of quitting your job because you feel like you can't take it any longer. And so I thought rather than make another post that gets lost in the shuffle of social media, that I would go ahead and I have some notes here like I always do and just talk to you a little bit casually about what you can do when you feel like quitting your job. As a side note, I did a whole seven part series on what to do when you feel like quitting. And I went over in depth different things that you can do when you feel this way. And so if you haven't saw this series, you didn't see the series the first time that I went through it, it was released in the Leading in Healthcare Facebook community. And so I would invite you to go over to there and join us over there for the replay of that seven part class because it is still available in the Facebook group. But now I just wanted to kind of have more of a casual conversation and share some of the notes that I've just taken down in the last few minutes to share with you some of the things that I have shared with my clients when they feel this way. And the first thing that I want to do is I want to acknowledge you. Being a leader in healthcare is hard, is demanding, is stressful. You have to give a lot of yourself, particularly, you know, when we're in that clinician role and we're having to heal and solve problems and do all those things. But sometimes I think people forget that as you progress into a leadership role, whether that be, um, you know, a clinician that has other staff members counting on you to make decisions and to treat patients, or you may be in a more administrative role where people tend to not give you as much credence and respect off of the hard work that you do because they feel like you're just a muckety-muck um, big wig behind a desk. And so I want to just acknowledge that no matter where we are in our role in healthcare, we all have this incredible work that we're doing. We all have pressures and stressors that not only come with our positions at work, but come with the things that we have to show up for and be there for in our personal lives as well. The challenges, some of us long hours, some of us having to make very critical decisions where people's livelihood depends on us, people's health depends on us, etc. And it's no wonder that in a career such as ours, where you're going to have moments where you may feel like giving up, but there is something within you, there's something within me, there's something within all of us that we can tap into to help us to move forward when we feel like we are on the verge of giving up. And so that's what I want to share with you today. You 
do have this strength and you do have this ability to bounce back. And it and it's not me telling you to do more, to be more, because that's certainly not what I mean. I think that there is a way for us to just harness our power more effectively and more efficiently to be able to bounce back when we feel like quitting. Because truth be told, a lot of us are in a position where we don't have the luxury of being able to walk away. So here are a few things that I want to share with you to help you cope and thrive. So not just get by, I want you to get by and do it in a way that doesn't stress you out mentally, physically, emotionally. These are some things that I think that you can start to incorporate now when you're feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about is, of course, stress management solutions. This is probably one of the most urgent needs that we have in healthcare is finding effective stress management solutions because like i said these constant pressures can take toll can take a toll on our mental and physical well-being and um i think that we have this habit of thinking that we can push through and do it all until we can't. So until something else intervenes, whether it be a health crisis or something else that tells us, no, we can't continue to operate the way that we're operating anymore. And so how can you manage stress effectively? Because I'm sure you've heard about it, but this is the thing. Sometimes it's the simplest things, the most obvious things that are going to help you to feel better. Better. And so if you automatically have turned off your mind when you hear me saying effective stress management solutions, I want you to turn it back on because this is one of those simple things that you need to do when you feel like quitting your job, when you feel like giving up in any area of your life. And it's learning um, some powerful techniques around managing the stress. So one of the most powerful techniques that you can start to incorporate is mindfulness. I did a whole live stream about mindfulness in the Leading in Healthcare Facebook group probably about two weeks ago, but I'm going to harp on it and I'm going to talk to you about it here because you probably have heard that this is what you need to do in order to feel better, in order to be able to cope with the stress and the pressures that you have to deal with. But I guarantee that you probably aren't doing it. So I'm going to keep telling you to do it until you actually start doing it. Stop being hard-headed. And by practicing mindfulness, what you're doing is bringing yourself into the present moment. There was this powerful live stream series that I did maybe about two years ago on how powerful this moment in your life is when you learn to tap into it effectively. And what it is, is you learning that if you don't understand where your power comes from internally, then you're not going to be as impactful and as effective as you think that you can be in that moment that is the most powerful for you is the present moment. The live stream that I did, the series that I did, um, this was before I just started solely focusing on healthcare because I used to help and still do help entrepreneurs and leaders all over the world in different fields, even though I'm a nurse by trade. Um, then I specifically just decided I wanted to share this stuff with you all because you're not doing it. You're not learning it. It's like so watered down in healthcare that I think that you need to learn what other people are learning to cope with their stress. 
So your only real moment that you have in life is the present moment, is the power of now. And a lot of times, sometimes the past will pull us back and have us living from that space. And a lot of times the future will pull us forward and have us living from that space. But while it is sometimes important to examine the past and the future, where most of your power lies in being able to make the impact that you want to make is in the present moment. It allows you to let go for a minute of things that aren't real because the past is no longer real. The future technically is not real. And it allows you to really focus your time, your attention, your awareness into the moment of the now. And through the moment of now, I'm going to teach you some things that are that come through when you learn how to not just know that you should be more mindful but actually become more mindful even um in the midst of all the chaos you can do this so what you're going to start to find when you become more mindful is that you have this increased level of self-awareness this is important for a multitude of things number one when you're more self-aware you're not living life on autopilot thinking that you're doing the same thing day in day out kind of on this hamster wheel um almost like you know how you drive somewhere you drive to work and then it's just so automatic that you don't even really have to think about how you got there. For a lot of us, that is how we live most of our life. And for the majority of things that we do or need to have done, maybe that's okay. But when you're starting to feel stressed out and feeling like you want to quit, that is not the time for you to check out and be on autopilot. This is the time for you to be as present and as aware as possible. Through this increased self-awareness, you're able to listen to the internal cues that you have coming from yourself. You're able to pick up on subtle energies around you. You're able to make better decisions. You're able to identify triggers before they trigger you. You're able to understand why certain things trigger you so that you can examine them a little bit deeply. And usually through this self-inquiry, introspection, all of that, you usually find out that you can work through the things that typically would make you feel stressed out, burned out, feel this immense pressure. You're able to kind of dissipate that by increasing your level of self-awareness or at least avoid these things via um, the triggers that you're learning to pay more attention to. The second benefit of becoming more mindful, again, you know that you need to do this. So the question is, why won't you do that? That's insanity. But anyway, mindfulness can also help you to manage your physiological stress responses and emotionally regulate yourself. So when you start to feel stressed out, we all know that there's this mental thing and this um, uh, emotional thing that happens when you start to feel stressed out. But you also have these physical things that happen to you when you start to feel stressed out. And a lot of times until you become more versed at practicing these things that are going to help you emotionally and help you mentally, the thing that's going to probably be your saving grace is to learn how to physiologically regulate yourself because through that physiological regulation, you can trigger your emotions and your mind to calm down. For those of you that have attended any of the conferences that I've spoken at or listened to um, these broadcasts that I do for a very long time, then you're going to know that one of the things that I really like to teach that can help you to cultivate calm and inner peace in a 
a time where you may feel a little bit chaotic is through breath work. So if you would like me to do a video on breath work and how you can use it to be a hack until you can learn how to get the emotional stuff and the mental stuff under control, leave a comment and I will go ahead and I'll teach you that. Um, otherwise, I do have stuff from previous broadcasts that can help you out. But this is your hack. If you cannot control your mind, if you cannot control your emotions, if you feel like something, the weight of something is taking control of you, then if you can learn to tap into that physiological side of stress and, and regulate yourself from that point, I'm telling you, you're going to find that you can trigger the emotions and the mental stuff to calm down for you. And again, you just approach life in a more calm and a more centered um, state of mind overall when you learn how to be more mindful. And if you did not watch my live stream or my LinkedIn event where I talked about the science of decision-making, the replay is up wherever you're watching this. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to that because what you're going to find is that your cognitive clarity, when you're under stress, it erodes. And the freaky thing about this is it erodes and you won't be aware that your cognitive abilities have eroded. So you'll think you're still functioning highly or functioning as you had before you had the stress when in all actuality, you're not. So this is something that changes in you that you are not aware of. But when you start to practice mindfulness, what you will find is that that cognitive clarity will start to re- what is that? What is reintroduce yourself into your psyche. So you'd be able to get back to peak performance um, and be more resilient when you are in the face of stress and chaos. Another important thing about the stress management piece is learning how to reframe your thoughts. We in healthcare, especially we will tell all day that we are growth mindset oriented when research shows most of us are not growth mindset oriented. We have the same thoughts that we had yesterday, the day before, the week before, the month before, the year before. A lot of us have these same thoughts that have proven to be negative or less than optimal. Yet, for some reason, we think that we're growth mindset oriented and we're not. So another aspect that you can start to incorporate to help you, like if you want to get the most bang for your buck, is about learning how to reframe your thoughts. I'm going to do another episode here shortly on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. So if you've never heard about how to do that, then you want to listen to that upcoming episode. So when you're feeling like you are facing challenges, and these can be challenges not only in work, but also in your personal life, then sometimes it can be easy for you to feel overwhelmed and feel defeated. And if you can learn the tools and strategies that you need to shift your mindset and view these challenges differently, then what you're going to find is that there is a growth-oriented piece of your mind that unlocks, there's a piece of your mind that unlocks to learning and it allow, it allows you to feel less like a victim, not a victim in the sense that the things that are happening to you are not real, but that you have more power over them than you currently may feel like when you're in a position where you feel like quitting. And through this empowerment, you're then able to find more creative solutions and you're able to persevere without detrimental impacts to your overall sense of well-being. 
So you can shift from these fixed mindsets that we all have, even though we think we don't have them. And you can start to shift from these negative mindsets and these limiting perspectives into inherently a growth mindset, which is going to help you to be able to bounce back and be more resilient and sometimes find strategies and solutions for some of the things that you're going through that are not in your current awareness due to the way that you uh, perceive the things in your current state of mind. It allows you to, again, you're hearing that word, be more resilient. You also start to challenge assumptions because we all have, like I said, these same thoughts day in and day out. We all have our own perspectives and they're all pretty unique given our circumstances, upbringing, all of the things. And from that, we all have assumptions about the things that we are seeing, experiencing, doing, whatever. And when you learn how to shift yourself into a growth mindset oriented type of person, then you are able to increase your creativity, increase your adaptability, which in turn will help you to move forward. Again, my biggest piece for this little impromptu session that I'm giving you is that you really have to learn how to challenge your assumptions because for some reason, healthcare leaders, clinicians, et cetera, are super stubborn. And it is probably because we are very book smart, but when it comes to the things that actually have to do with our emotional growth, self-awareness and regulation, we don't do a good job at those things. And so I really want you to have an open mind about the things that I'm sharing with you. So next thing that I want to share with you, that's going to help you when you feel like quitting your job is to move past, or I'm going to give you a tip to kind of move through where you may feel like you're, you're having all this decision fatigue. Everything is on your plate. Everybody's coming to you with all the issues, but you don't have the energy or the emotional wherewithal to be able to do that because it's like you have your own stresses going through and you feel like you're giving your all and you're being dedicated and it's not being acknowledged. Again, that erodes your ability to make decisions. And we can't have you doing that when you feel like quitting because your insights, your decisions, they carry a lot of weight as a leader. A leader is not a job. It's not a progressive step in your promotion. It's an actual internal mindset and attitude that you adopt to be able to lead people, whether it be your patients, whether it be your staff, whether it be other leaders on your team. And so what I want you to know specifically about this is how you can enhance your decision-making skills so that you can navigate these complex decisions and make these informed choices, particularly because if you ever feel like giving up and you ever feel like quitting your job, I'm beating a dead horse, but the stress that you're dealing with actually causes you to be unknowingly impaired in your cognitive abilities. So I want you to understand more about critical thinking and problem solving and how you can enhance these abilities when you feel like quitting your job, because they not only will help you personally to challenge assumptions and make sure you stay in your growth oriented mindset, but it allows you not to lose your competence when you are going through the stressor, because unfortunately, when I have been brought in to help leaders, what I've also noticed is they've been so stressed out and burned out, but they haven't said anything or done anything about it to the point that they're 
competence and their ability to do their job has been jeopardized. And then they end up having to, they get fired. <laughs> they get on performance improvement plans. And I don't want this to happen to you. So make sure that if there's one thing that you don't let go when it comes to your job, it's your critical thinking and problem solving abilities. And this involves looking at things, not only from your perspective or the perspective of this is how we've always done it, or the perspective of even the people on your team. If you don't have a, a team of diverse thinkers, this is about learning how to look at things from multiple perspectives and actually analyzing the data that you have in front of you. And if you don't have good data, it's about analyzing and gathering relevant data not only the cons, because we like to tell, we always like to figure out why things don't work, but why could they work? Why, why might they work? So also looking at the pros and also gathering input from other team members, particularly those that are maybe in a similar situation to you, but maybe they they don't feel like they want to quit. Maybe they feel like they're thriving a little bit more. These may be people that you may want to pull into your support network and lean on when you're not feeling up to par because of the challenges that you face. Also, it's important, this podcast has been going on for a while now, and I did an episode about the power of intuition when it comes to bringing your intuition to the workplace. And I think it's also important to bring that intuitive strength into the workplace because it helps you to shape your decision-making ability, particularly when you feel like quitting your job listening to your inner voice, listening to um, what's going on deep inside your heart and combining it with that thoughtful analysis is going to make you able to make powerful informed decisions, particularly because again, your cognitive ability is impacted. It will negatively impact how you do your job when you feel like quitting. And then secondarily, um, these this information that you get will often give you a solution in these moments of mindfulness and stillness that will help you to find a way out of a solution that feels like it is stressing you the F out. So I just wanted you to know that. And then the last thing that I wanted to share today in this little impromptu live session is the importance of supportive work-life balance initiatives. Again, we all hear this and we all don't do it. And a lot of times the biggest excuse that I hear for why you don't have work life balance is because you don't have time. And so I'm going to go in on this because I've been doing this work for a very long time, working with people to help change their lives personally and professionally. And what I've found is that it's rarely about the time and it's more about some of the other things that I want to suggest very quickly here. However, I, I do recognize that for some of you, there may be some time management issues that you need to address. And if you want me to do an episode about that, I will, but I think I've done a couple already on that. So anyway, your personal life, and and I don't even want to say like your personal life where you're giving yourself to your chores, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your kids, your family, whatever. I mean, even that connection that you have to yourself tends to take a back seat as you strive to meet the demands of your professional responsibilities. But it's very important for you to recognize that if you want to have long-term success 
in your professional life and your personal life, then you're going to have to learn how to create balance. And the balance doesn't have to be 50-50. The balance just has to be Debbie, Delvied, is that the word? It has to be split up in a way that actually makes you feel like you have that peace, that harmony, that space to breathe when you need it. So these are the, the wake up. This is your little wake up call. If you think that the problem with work-life balance is your job. A lot of the times, just from experience of coaching hundreds of men and women all over the world and all different types of highly stressful jobs, number one, usually it is your upbringing or your conditioning where your boundaries were not respected. Number two, some of you have a problem with people pleasing or you are conflict avoidant. Number three, some of you feel like you do not deserve to have your needs met and asking for your needs to be met is a recipe for conflict and disharmony. Number four, some of you have a habit of prioritizing others over yourself. So that's a lack of self-respect. Number five, some of you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what you need. You can't verbalize. You struggle to identify what it is that you need. Or you have, uh, you don't, uh, you may think that you're expressing what you need clearly, but you struggle to express those needs clearly to the people that you're trying to communicate these needs and wants to. So they go unanswered and they go unheard. So I want you to think about these what is it? Five major things that are truly behind you not having the work-life balance that it is that you say that you want and thinking that it's your work that is very demanding. Because while your work may be demanding, a lot of the times if you have all these other risk factors on lock, your demanding periods in your work will not take you out the way that they do when you have these five things going on internally in your um, internal psychology that you really have failed to address. And so because of that, now you are getting burned out, stressed out and want to quit your job. I'm just telling you, it's usually not that it's usually those risk factors that I just shared with you. So make sure if you didn't get them, if you didn't let them sink in, rewind this back and write them down. Okay. So I'm going to end this live stream here, but I just wanted to, again, come on and address something that I think is urgent because it really breaks my heart to feel like, or to hear you all coming to me saying that you feel like quitting your job or you've already walked away and quit your job and that you didn't really want to quit your job. You just did it because you felt that there was no other answer. You are not alone in this journey. That is specifically why I took all the tools and all of the teachings and frameworks that I've used for multiple years with people in various industries and concentrating them specifically in healthcare. Being a nurse, I don't understand why in healthcare we are continuing to pretend like everything is okay and going after all of these things like magnet status and accreditations and all of the things when we're really not delivering the care that we could be delivering because a lot of us are stressed out and silently or not even silently suffering. So you're not alone. A lot of us are having these similar challenges. And together, I feel like with this information and actually 
embodying this information that we can learn how to rise above it and thereby change the face of healthcare. If there's one way that we can activate healthcare and be activists for better healthcare, it can start with us being able to take care of ourselves so we don't feel like we want to leave and quit a job that we've worked so hard for. So you, you do have the power to overcome any obstacle. If you feel like quitting, you do not have to quit. There is support and guidance to help you to bounce back or be resilient or deal with anything that you are dealing with. And if you want to learn more about either what it looks like to work with me through my frameworks on a more private basis, then you can reach out to me. But specifically, before I let you go, I wanted to let you know that the doors are open to the six-week mental mastery program. And what that is, is a six-week program where I take you step-by-step through lessons that you need to actually become and integrate and embody, which means that you actually are doing the work around the things that you hear me speak with you about today. So you get lessons, you get live support, you get coaching, you get to be in an environment where you are with people that understand what you're going through. And so you feel safe, you feel supported, you feel heard, you feel understood, you feel like you are getting the information that you really need to actually make a difference and make a transformation in your life that's going to actually matter instead of this fake I don't know what we're I don't know what we're doing right now, but it's not working. So instead of all the stuff that we're doing that's not working, then the early bird special is going to end soon. It's two hundred dollars off, and if you go and you check out the information about the class, you're going to find that this is an investment that is like a no-brainer. I made it a no-brainer for you to invest in yourself. So wherever you're listening or watching this, there will be information along with this video for you to check out to to check out so that you can get the discount before it expires. For some of you, you've reached out and said that you love um, the concept and you want to take the program, but financially for you, it's just not the right time or the right place. So there's a couple of suggestions. There is a payment plan for um, for you. So I, that makes it more affordable if you have to pay out of pocket. But remember, these type of trainings, you don't often have to pay through your own pocket. So you may want to look into the resources that you have available at work through training and um, continuing education, because this may be something that's covered for you. Uh Oh, my air conditioning came on. That's covered for you to be able to take this class and not have to pay for it on your own accord. And thirdly, I've also been reaching out to leaders and organizations to let them know that their staff would love this type of training. However, they don't feel like they can do this on their own financially to see if your organization is interested in covering this type of training for you and your team members. So if you would like me to reach out to your CEO, just message me privately and I would be more than happy to let them know that this is something that you all are interested in and would like your organization to be able to access. All right. So I hope to see you inside of the Mental Mastery Program, and I will see you in the Mindset Monday episodes. Take care. Bye.